Hello, it's Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. Maybe the most notable day in our existence. Yeah, no big deal. We beat COVID. We beat COVID. We did it! Ah! <laughs> Roger Goodell says full stadiums. Wait till you see and hear the reaction of us realizing and learning that there'll be full stadiums in the 2021 season, which starts in September, that Roger Goodell announced. The reaction, obviously priceless. Uh, we got pretty pumped up, plus some good conversations, a bad one, and uh, the rest of the show. We can't thank you enough for joining us. If you enjoy this by the end of it, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it didn't happen, right? Yep. Let's get to it. We have met a purgatory-type place right now. Now, Elite Eight will continue tonight, yeah. okay? Everybody watched last night, right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh they were awesome, those oh, games. Man, they were shooting. Oh, they were playing the basketball School. so good. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, those UConn women, they got lucky that they got a win. That's yeah, right. they did. That ref, oh. Talk about a foul. Oh, it's a foul, but just like Oriama said, what can I do about it? What do you want? That's basketball, baby. What do you want me to do about it? LeBron's coming after him. The internet's coming after What do you want us to do about it, okay? It's a shame that happened to Baylor. It's probably happened against us before in the past. It'll happen against us again. But college basketball's still happening. Yeah. Uh, but football is kind of getting a little bit stale. But let me tell you why. It's because we're in a currently a pro day world right now. So all the moves that we're thinking about potentially happening, like, for instance, uh, there has now been a report that Sam Darnold is potentially going to fall to four different suitors that are potentially thinking about bringing him onto the squad. Is it going to be the Panthers, the Steelers, the Washington football team, or the Denver Broncos that make a trade for him? Or is Sam Darnold staying in New York? Joe Douglas is now taking a trip to Justin Fields' pro day, which is happening. So maybe the Jets aren't 100% sold on Zach Wilson. That's why they're going to Justin Fields' pro day. Mm. And maybe Sam Darnold stays there. Maybe he gets traded. It seems like everything is potentially on the table right now. And that's what we're talking about. We are in a world right now where nothing is certain. Nothing can be real. So we'll just call it as we see it as it goes. Today, Alabama and Mac Jones is throwing again. Although his two wide receivers that he's thrown to last uh, this past season will not be running or not be playing. Najee Harris will be running. Mac Jones will be trying to make off-balance throws to showcase that he is more than just a pocket passer who needs everything to go right. We'll talk to you about that. Ian Rappaport, who I believe is down there at this particular pro day, which seems like it's the Alabama's second pro day, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that happened. I always thought it was combine pro day team workouts. Now, allegedly, there's more than one pro day happening for different players. At Ian Rappaport, who is at the Alabama second pro day, he'll be joining us in the third hour. Okay. Um, so we have ears on the ground, eyes on the players. Balls being thrown and caught in Alabama with somebody, a source down there. Now, that source works for NFL Network full time, but that source will be joining us in the third hour unless we were told, unless something big happens. Okay. Then he will have to go on to NFL Network and do his job, which, by the way, completely understandable. We appreciate the rap sheet joining us. Pierre Maguire will join us in about an hour from now because hockey's happening. But guess what? Pittsburgh Penguins are about to win the goddamn Lord Stanley Cup again. (laughs) Yep. I've been talking about it for a long time. We even went. Whenever they stunk before they fired the GM and the president and moved on to a new staff that is potentially from our rival teams. He 
And they have taken that team to a next level. They're playing different hockey. The greatest player of all time, Sidney Crosby's there. Penguins are going to win the Stanley Cup. But we'll talk to Pierre Maguire about what's going on in the hockey world and how his life is. Because NBC Sports Network, I believe this is the last year it is the home for the NHL. The NHL is moving to ESPN, ESPN Plus, and NBC Sports Network shutting down completely. So what's that whole like? Is this like a Derek Jeter, like last time around mm-hmm. for the NBC Sports Network? And will Pierre Maguire stick with the NHL and go to ESPN? Can't wait to chat with him about that and all the other things happening in the world. And joining us in about 19 minutes, Rondale Moore. Let's go! Cool. Yeah, wide receiver from Purdue. He ran a 4 2 9. Yep. Mm hmm. At his pro day. Now, I do believe that was hand times. Yeah, so we'll sure. talk to him. Uh, he opted out of last season because of, I believe, uh, everything going on in the world, whether it was COVID or anything else going on. Then he opted back in because he saw everybody else was kind of doing it. So he was like, oh, I thought it was going to be different. Then I guess he got injured, played three games last season, had 35 catches in like 300 some yards. So, oh, I damn. mean, he is an explosive talent. He was the first ever consensus All-American freshman from Big Ten mm-hmm. uh, conference history or whatever. Cannot wait to chat with him. I assume, you know, that should be riveting. And if not, we'll end it short. <laughs> There you go. Uh, 1-888-MAD-DOG-6. Cannot wait for your phone calls to join us as well. At Boston Connor, what are your thoughts on life right now, Pat? You know, uh, there's not many thoughts on life, Pat. Uh, Elon Musk and that whole team, they're flying rockets that aren't even working. Whoa, 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 whoa. This was a test flight that did explode Mm -hmm. uh, on its landing. And these are the starships that we will all hopefully own someday so we can go intergalactic mall walking on Mars or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, I do believe one of those things did blow up, but there was no humans in there because Elon and the team over there said, hey, this one could potentially fucking yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. So let's not get crazy. He's working the bugs out. No, no, it can yeah. fly. Couldn't land, actually. Yeah. That's, Elon that's, said that, you know, in these test flights, the rockets should blow up so that they don't doesn't happen when they actually go. But, hey, if Elon Musk doesn't get it right every single time, I feel pretty good about us not getting everything right every single time, too. Right. Get off our backs. Yeah. <laughs> let's relax a yeah. little bit. Elon here. Musk is getting ro- – he's a rocket scientist, isn't he? Smartest guy in the world, people Rockin say. And, and other worlds. And, yeah, yeah and he, outer space. He's from other worlds. Smartest there. Flew to our world, became smartest here. He's got probably $10 million just blowing up on a, on a fucking Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's remember that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did invest in the Tesla stock uh, on my public app. Oh, here we right. go. Uh, just a little bit ago. Don't like seeing rockets blow up after I invest in a company, but yeah. it'll all come back around. He did say, hey, listen, the boosters worked fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this thing exploded basically right where it was supposed to come down. So we're good. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, let's make sure that yeah, doesn't affect. Right on course. I don't think this is affecting the stock. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm, listen, I'm in the game now. Mm-hmm. I'm in the game now with this public app or whatever and this is they did not pay for this to so no free ads fuck them but I did it did make it very convenient for me to get into sure. the goddamn Tesla stock is up okay. here we Boom. go look at me Boom. this is not investment advice by the way but no. it does seem like that one uh, is run by an alien from another planet it's only gonna go yeah. I think mm-hmm. even if every other one because whenever I came into the NFL 2009 that was one year removed from 2008 where everything kind of happened or whatever sure. i feel like that is potentially why i'm very standoffish when it comes to you know the stocks and everything like that didn't grow up in a family that had any friends that did anything with it then immediately upon getting my first ever real taste of any type of real money uh it's also coming fresh off of a bunch of rich people lost all their money mm-hmm. so i've always kind of been standoffish you know what i mean but i think what happened on those graphs in that 
year when that whole thing collapsed and a lot of people say it was the housing market and there was another bubble that happened and blah 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 all of the things went like this right it was just oh, like yeah. red line city or whatever oh, yeah. i think if that was to potentially ever happen again which let's assume is there is a chance out there yeah and this Always. is not investment advice i'm just telling you there i assume there's a chance and i don't know anything about this fucking world i do believe the aliens one will still green while everything else is still going somehow yeah you know what i mean he'd be like oh what are what are they talking about oh we got bitcoin still so our, our thing still goes this we're way. fine i think he put like 50 million in bitcoin or something like that i mean he's building rocket ships no yeah. one else is doing that kind of shit you know so. not only is he doing that he's also building tunnels that connect cities true uh yep. quicker than anybody else mm -hmm. because the planet he comes from guess what underground he, they have the tunnel technology since the beginning of time isn't Mold that people. right that's right and you know, people yeah but they're smarter than us though yeah. one mm -hmm. of the first companies to that's allow people to buy teslas with bitcoin yeah. like you said so there are he's already incorporating his alien currency yeah. that they got going up there into our world isn't this pretty cool huh it's we're exciting, alive for the exciting time yeah. for us. <laughs> exciting time. so there might not be a lot of like nfl stuff going on but it does seem as if because i think a company bought the rights for something intergalactically as well uh, recently. I oh. believe Deer. John, John Deere said I believe John Deere yeah, said right. we want to be the ones that are tilling the land that's right. if we're going somewhere. So I think that's gonna happen. Always has been a conversation. Right, always mm -hmm. has been a conversation like, is it is there not you know, there's religions that potentially if there is anything, just absolutely yeah. their entire yeah. goodbye their entire system or whatever you know but that whole thing and there's you know i've always been a big believer in you know there's got mm -hmm. oh, yeah. okay. to be there's got to be up there i'm a big i was a big moon watcher as a kid you know just looking up at sky a lot of looking up at sky now in pittsburgh there's a lot of clouds so you don't see a lot of things but you do see the moon normally always thought there was going to be something but we are now in a time where it feels as if like that five million dollar thing he's selling that just crashed yesterday testing yeah. it does feel very realistic that we're just going to be able to hop into one of those fucking things and just go to another town i cannot wait until we set up the uh you know, like Space Jam, I guess. But the first flag football game against the... Oh, oh man. Jeez. A lot of penalties. Are you kidding me? Huh? It's going to be a lot of penalties. You think? Because they're not going to know the rules. That and they're going to be very like, we're the alpha dogs. No, we're the alpha dogs. Oh, uh, I thought you were thinking they were going to be a bit handsy. You know, yeah. a lot of yeah, holding yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah I'm in They have six cars. Yeah. But that... Because we always think about just going up to Mars to shop, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's my first thought is I'm just going to go up there to shop or whatever. I've heard their big sale Friday sales up there. Oh, huge. man. Next Hop level. in a Starship, go shop You there. wouldn't believe it. But let's assume they have some sports over there as well, huh? You have to. A little less gravity. The, the highlight plays you can make in really any sport, you know? The dunks. While you're floating oh, in the air. Every, everyone's Zion Williams on Mars. Wow. You know? uh, no, no, by the way, I do not think that is accurate. But we do send Zion if we are getting mm -hmm, into a Space Jam Monstars type situation. Because he is one game away, I think, from yeah. tying Shaq's yep. record at this point. He's unstoppable. Let's get him out of New Orleans, by the way. Yeah, or let's please. get players to New Orleans. Listen, mm -hmm. two Ooh, options here. I think we... Two options here, okay? We get Zion to L.A., mm -hmm. all right? And it's... It's Zion in the Lake Show. Uh -huh. Okay, we got Bron Bron. We got Zion. Here you go. AD's in mm -hmm. there. Then we got the Brooklyn Nets coming up the east. So we're just kind of watching these two climb. And it, it'll be a, a, a colossal battle. And even get John Morant. There it is. Also, Ooh, yeah, please. Let's get, let's get him out of Memphis. Or let's get more players to Memphis. I don't want the Memphis Grizzlies fans or the New Orleans Pelicans fans to be upset with me because I'm a fan of the New Orleans Pelicans fans. They were very nice to us. Very. They were Pelic let's just get some players in there. Or 
Let's let these baby birds go ahead and spread their wings a little yeah, bit yeah. and get on some prime time and also in some actual finals and chances to go do things. And people aren't going to be happy. You know, I get people that tweet me. Uh, it's so cringe when you talk about sports other than football. Let me tell you how I'll talk about the sport that you're fucking talking about. Give me the biggest rising superstar you have, Zion, on a team that has a fucking chance. They had to redo the entire bubble setup last year so they could get Zion into the playoffs so that he was in the bubble. Now, let's go ahead and get them on a team that can actually go on a run because the playoffs only thing that matter in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're the only thing that are on primetime television every single game. Let's get Zion on a team that matters. Let's get Ja on a team that matters, and let's make it happen. Listen, buy into it. This is just what it is. Yeah. The NBA is a super team league. It is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. They're saying Steph Curry's up for a contract extension, and LeBron's already recruiting his ass to L.A. Awesome. Awesome. Let's get do him. it. Zion, yeah. Steph Bron Bron, AD, John Moran, they're starting for your West Coast oh, yeah. All-Stars. And then on the East Coast, you got James Harden, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin. I mean, let's go, boys. What are we doing here? What are we doing What here? are we waiting for? Let's have them play twice a week. Let's have it yeah. <laughs> for an entire year-long series for who gets home court advantage. I mean, I'll watch. But I need Zion on a big. I need Zion on. I need Zion yep. on a, on a yeah, big name he, team stat. He can't be the Matt Stafford of the NBA. God, we can't have that. He's happen such a nice here. kid, by the way. Great yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. He can do it all. He, and by the way, I've never talked to him. No. But, but, but he, he he seems humble. He's always he got seems, a smile on he his seems face. Seems like a nice kid. And he's kid. dominating the NBA. Get him out of there. Come or. On. Get people too. Bring them in. Hey, listen, I'm not saying maybe the Pelicans aren't the team of destiny. You know, bring True. LeBron in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Bring LeBron down. Bring AD more. back. Bring, yeah, bring AD back. <laughs> Say, hey, all is fine. Bring him yeah. back. You know what I mean? Get Steph. Because LeBron's already been doing recruiting. Get yeah. him down. And Jaw. Yeah, maybe, hey, by the way, maybe take everybody to Memphis. Let's just do it all in Memphis then. It's so a nice city. Get Jaw, yeah. get Zion up there. Go ahead and get Braun over there. Do, do what you got to do. But if not the case, get him the fuck out of those cities uh-huh. and let's get them to a big primetime place. Anyways, when they get to those cities, what we'll all get to see is them hop on their starships and go mm-hmm. to, to another planet. The Galactic League. Yeah, so let's figure that out, Elon, because I would like to be able to hop in one of them starships and just get it going. They said you can even put that thing on layaway. Whoa. If you can't afford it, don't worry. Put oh, a down wow. payment, hop your ass in there. When you get to Mars, you'll be able to work for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. that's right. So, oh, that's great news. Well, uh, am I taking a hack at rocks up there? Am I getting a spacesuit? Are we going inside? No, you're Am fucking, I digging? You're riding a John Deere, which is why I'll be the first guy to go up there and do it if I have to. If you're going to let me work with deer equipment on Mars, sign me up. I'm there. Uh, at Ty Schmidt, by the way. Uh, nice intro there. That was a good way. It's 16 minutes we've made it through. Yeah. This yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Today is one of those days you look at the, the life or the dais, shall we say, of mm-hmm. uh, things that are going on, and you go... Uh, you know, I think it's going to be tough to really get started. But once we get going, you know, there's a chance mm-hmm. we're going to really get to about three hours. At Viva Lazito, today's poll was a big one. Oh, yeah. And it is a big conversation because Albert Breer came out with some information here. Uh, what is the poll for today, Z? Yep, today is uh, where will uh, Sam Darnold play next year? Last place, we got Panthers at 8%. Then we got Steelers, 10%. Broncos, 15%. Football team, 19%. And he's staying home at 47%. Wow. Okay, so 9,500 votes there. Jets are at 47%. I don't think that's right. Neither do I. No way. In life, I just don't think that's right because you're setting up – I think Darnold has to – I think he has to be moved. Now, Kyle Shanahan has come out 
this is all fascinating with all these trades and everything because with the Niners trading with the Dolphins up to three, you immediately go, okay, so they must be happy with Tua. They're not trying to stay in a place where they think a, uh, where everybody's talking about where franchise guaranteed changing quarterbacks will be, which, by the way, we have an entire graphic on first-round quarterbacks that have been drafted, by the way, that are supposed to be the franchise going forward, and they aren't at all, by the way. So, I mean, the stats say you're not going to be able to find it, but with the Dolphins trading down and then trading back up to six, you would think that they're not going to draft a quarterback. But with the Niners trading with the Dolphins, you would think that at some point the Niners would have asked the team that was ahead of the Dolphins, the Jets, and say, hey, would you like to trade? And if the Jets said no to that, no, we don't, that means the Jets want to stay at two unless the offer wasn't enticing enough for them to trade out of there. But you would think the Jets would want to stay at two. Who would you stay at two instead of getting potentially four picks, five picks or whatever and move down a couple? You would do that because you're getting a quarterback. Now, with Sam Darnold, who is very young and has had, I mean, no no success in the yeah, NFL. No. Okay, there has been no, like they've won games. He's had a couple highlights, but he has had zero success in the NFL. And it's like, is this, is this his fault completely that he's had no success? I don't think so. I mean, a lot of people that I have a lot of respect for, Darius Butler and others that watch a lot of film and break down people, they say he is careless with the ball. Like, not only is Adam Gase probably not necessarily setting him up for success, both on the field and off the field, we've learned about that about him with other players that he's potentially coached in the past, but Sam Darnold has also a guy who's been reckless with the ball, careless with the ball, but is he doing that because he knows the team stink and they don't have... There's always those full conversations. So I think for Sam Darnold and the Jets, he has to have just like a clean, fresh start. Yeah. It's like, hey, this didn't work. Was it me? Maybe. Was it you? Probably. But was it... It didn't work. We're both starting anew. I think the Jets know that. I'd assume Sam Darnold knows that. And the fact that they think he's going to play for the Jets, very fascinating. Because if you make Sam Darnold be a mentor now, all of the... How will it not be a little jaded sounding whenever Sam Darnold's saying like, uh, hey, everything they're doing right now is awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to enjoy this. Because what I just had, we were fucking miserable. Like, how do you... I just don't see how the human aspect of this thing works with Sam Darnold if he sticks around. But maybe the Jets will still trade out. Maybe Joe Douglas is going to Zach Wilson's pro day and Justin Fields' pro day, and that's Rich Simony is reporting that that must mean that Joe Douglas is interested in Justin Fields. What if Joe Douglas goes, nah, neither of these guys are better than Darnold. We will accept trades after this. So, I mean, there's so many outcomes at this point, but if I'm Sam Darnold and they're going to get a quarterback, I would like a fresh start as well because you could see how he could potentially be a bit, you know, like, hey, this is fucking bullshit. I'm getting, mm-hmm. hey, you're getting a great opportunity here. I'm not getting one. It's very fascinating. What I don't understand is a lot of the guys we've talked to, they've said, like, when you watch the tape of Zach Wilson, that, like, it's very abundant. Like, oh, okay, he's, he's a guy. He can play. He's going to be good. And if they've had this much time to prepare, like, Darnold used to be, they were talking about him being a late first round pick. And now his value is like, it, it, uh, I read an article Third that said rounder. GMs, yeah, are hesitant to even do like a late second round pick. So if they are good, like, why wouldn't have they done this that long ago when they could have maximized his trade value? Yeah, because Joe Douglas would have known that there's potentially a quarterback coming here in the next couple months. Because the soon longer as the they season wait. Ends. Yeah. They've had the number two overall pick since, what, week uh, 16, week 15? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Week 14 or something. They've had the second overall we pick. beat the Rams. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. since then. Right. So it's why wouldn't you – 
think about it then like okay we got to move on from darnell because it was a very hey it was a bull of a market there for quarterbacks yeah Yeah. you know what i mean i mean Mm -hmm. there was a lot of action being made the rams now granted i'm not saying sam darnold is anywhere near what matthew stafford is um as a quarterback that listen and people i feel like the amount of disrespect that Matthew Stafford faces, somebody will be mad that I just said that, by the way. Somebody will be mad that I just said that Sam Darnold is nowhere near what Matthew Stafford is on the quarterback market. Somebody will get upset about that, by the way. And and you have, wait until you see what Matthew Stafford does in this Sean McVay offense. Wait, it is gonna be, and this is, I mean, I'm setting myself up for a freezing cold take, but if this is exactly what I assume it's gonna be, I would also like this to potentially get cut. He's gonna be unbelievable, but you're right. Sam Darnold, trade value was very 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 much more valued when that trade was potentially happening mm-hmm. golf was potentially happening the carolina panthers were potentially in on deshaun watson who is that situation off the field if that's true we would like justice to be served because that is disgusting and by the way as a former nfl player don't love that that is something that's potentially associated with nfl players that's not cool at all uh but if it's also if this isn't true if this turns out not to be true would like that to also be talked about on the other side, but I don't think any teams are currently in the market for no, no. Deshaun Watson because of everything that has to get settled off the field, which we hope 1,000% does get settled in that whole thing. But then the Russell Wilson, the Chicago Bears, Andy Dalton. Damn. I mean, there was there was a lot of moves that people were making for quarterbacks. You're 100% right. It seems like they've maybe missed their window, but maybe they don't care because they're like, we have number two overall pick already. We're yeah. in a pretty good spot. I don't know. And they were hesitant because when you guys were talking about Darnold having that high value, that was before Wilson was even a lock for the two. That was when it was, okay, Lawrence, Fields, then everyone else. And also the thought then was, well, anybody who gets away from Gase like Tannehill, like Damian Williams, like Kenyon Drake, like all those players, they all of a sudden become unbelievable. So all of a sudden people started, they had enough time to watch the Darnold tape. And now it's like, okay, this guy is in the late. And we don't know who, we don't know who's reporting what and what's real and what isn't real. Nothing. But, yeah, literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. But there was one report, I forget who it was from, maybe Rossini. I think she might have tweeted it out, where it said people saw what happened with Tannehill after Gase, and they don't want to get Tannehill. Yes. So I would assume those people are the Jets people that mm-hmm. are telling that information to whoever. I'm not sure that is just me recalling one tweet that I saw probably three weeks ago, which is uh, in the last three weeks I've probably seen, no joke, Two to three million tweets. Mm-hmm. So that is mm-hmm. that is a fascinating thing. But if that's the case, then are you going to take a quarterback still? Because aren't you kind of wasting the pick if you think you're potentially going to get Tannehill? And how can you make your entire franchise decisions off of potentially what happened with Tannehill in Tennessee with Derrick Henry at running back and an incredible like? Yeah. How can you? You know what I mean? Like I don't know how much of that's real, how much of it isn't, but it has to be a thought at least that somebody got out from underneath the gay umbrella and played good football all of a sudden. Also, to your point earlier, do you think he could actually be a guy who could like mentor? an incoming guy because he's so young like and he hasn't had much success uh, like here's what you did dude all right when you're mic'd up you don't fucking say anything yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean keep it down okay because you think they're there for you but they're not <laughs> don't say the g word i saw ghosts don't. i said it a lot and they don't say it. they put me on blast mm-hmm. i mean they did so watch that uh also 
if you go to like a niece or nephew's um, like birthday party that's in like high school, mm-hmm. don't drink the punch out of anybody else's glass no, or anything because yep. you will get mono as an adult. Yeah. True. Okay? Careful of that. We didn't know that you would. Also, look around right now. This organization, much fucking better than it was just a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. So good luck out there, dude. I just turned 24. Uh, I'm going to go try to find another team to potentially have success on. feel like 44. He is the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Guy in the history of the NFL. Him How old is he? Twenty three. Yeah, I yeah, think so. T- him, tall girly too. Tall girly's twenty six. I thought he's been in the league for fifteen years. He's been paid like three times. Absolute stud. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's transition to the future of the NFL. Hell yeah! Joining us now is a man who is a All American as a freshman at Ooh. Purdue. Uh, he just ran a four two nine hand time at his pro day a couple weeks ago. He played in like three games this past season, had 35 catches. Jeez. Ladies and gentlemen, wide receiver Rondale Moore. Yeah! yeah! How's it going, man? It's going great, man. Appreciate you guys having me. How's life? Great. Can't complain. Let's say the least. How, um, how interesting is this time? Are a lot of Zoom calls? Is that how this whole thing's going on? Are you meeting and greeting with coaches? How's the whole process going for you? Yeah, like all Zoom calls. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't get to travel and uh, check out facilities and whatnot. So, like you said, man, it's been all Zoom calls and everything's been virtual. Uh, pro day obviously went well. I mean, you you ran 4-2. I think you jumped something insane as well. Did you know that was going to happen, I assume? You were like, all right, when I get to my pro day, I'm going to dominate? Yeah, no doubt. I've always um, checked the boxes as far as testing well. So, I mean, I've been training around those numbers. Oh, nice. Okay, appreciate that, man. The, uh, the thought of transitioning from Purdue to NFL who are you training with? How are you training? How is that whole, you know, has that been something that you've had to focus on? Yeah, I mean, before um, Pro Day, I was in, in uh, Frisco, Texas at Exos. And oh, nice. We had Chris Givens down there who was um, with the receivers working with us individually. And then, um, you know, during this time until I get drafted and, you know, go off for rookie stuff, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky with my trainer at Aspirations Gym. What do you guys do? Do you guys do those really cool footwork things where you like yeah. run? Like in, uh, is that what you guys do around there? Uh, a little bit of a little bit of everything, you know. So uh, obviously, I'll lift and uh, go outside and get some position work, and you know, be inside and do plyos and uh, footwork and things of that sort. Who's throwing you balls down there? Uh, up in the air right now. I've got a few guys. Obviously, I went to high school with. Uh, we don't have any pro guys in town, so um, but I've, I've got some guys I played with in high school. Can sling it if you need it. Just let me know. No big deal. Um, so this past season, obviously, with the way everything was, it was an interesting season, I think, for everybody. You ended up playing three games, I think, if our stats people are correct. 35 catches. You, you I think, alongside a lot of other people, opted out. Then you opted in. Then you got hurt. Is that what happened? Then you ended up playing three games. How did last year go? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what happened. I had a uh grade one hamstring and oh. missed the first few games man that's tough all right rondell well good luck with everything man hope you do fantastic hope you enjoy the nfl man uh do you have any workouts scheduled or anything like that or is it just kind of all zoom calls right now yeah it's all zoom i don't think there'll be any in-person workouts oh nice okay i don't know if that's rules or not well good luck with everything down there let me know if you need somebody to sling it <laughs> yeah no doubt i appreciate you hey no problem rondell Moore. So we have like, you know, we have a couple now. There's 
the Jerry Rice. There's the Kerrigan. Easy. Then there's the Rondell Moore there. Kerrigan mm-hmm. will come back to later on. He was part of one of the trade-ups in that uh, in that list of quarterbacks taken in the first round. Oh, he was a part of it? Yeah, he's part of one of them. Really? Kerrigan. Yeah. He turned into one of the, you know, premier players. It was us. Team. I think it was me, huh? Was it the Red Rifle shirt, you think? Uh, maybe, no. Yeah. That shirt's popping. Doesn't today. want to go to yeah. Chicago. I love that shirt. Oh, do you looks really? Good. I actually do. It looks awesome. This is a Zito specialty. Oh, I mean, yeah. as soon as Andy Dalton became the quarterback for the Bears, he immediately said, I thought, I thought we're getting Russ Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was a little bit upset. And then he was like, I got to back my guy. And then he, Great shirt. He showed up, this, this shirt showed up in the group text, I think, what, six minutes after Andy oh, Dalton. Yeah. I was like, Zito, how did you sit on it? Yeah, well, I had to wait. You know, had to wait. <laughs> uh, Rondale Moore. He's going to do well, I think. Oh, yeah. Scott, you think it's because I said hand time? Like he knew that that was a. I don't know. You know, maybe rookies just don't want their stock to drop at all. So if they so just come stay on, don't say of, anything. Exactly. JJ's got something. He to came in. He just he looked. He didn't. Look, he looked like he'd been in Zoom meetings the entire morning. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Derrick Henry. It happens. Yeah, like Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. We'll get Rondell Moore back on after the draft. Absolutely. Oh. a big week at some point. Yeah, yeah after the, we'll get him back on. Yeah. Hey, we don't want to affect anybody's draft stock. No, no, exactly. no, 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 no. People thought that you know we might have affected Najee Harris. Instead, to. I've heard from people that it actually went the other way. Gross. Oh, yeah. Hey, it was great to see that guy has a good personality. Would like to hang around that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Last year had Herbert on before the draft. That got him drafted. Yeah, it didn't mm-hmm. seem to hurt. Tom Telesco said I actually drafted him because he was on the show. Yeah, he did. Very fun. Is that a record in <laughs> three minutes? <laughs> It was almost earlier. I, I, I think. I think. I, I thought you were going two. Well, there was a. There was a, all right. I think I said at one point, yeah, and yeah. then I. But I didn't. You know, I appreciated his time, so I wanted to give. You know, a little bit more. Purdue guy. Purdue guy. Boiler up. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's just sometimes I fucking miss. You know, that some things that I can't. I sometimes <laughs> I just. <laughs> I spend more time making the graph. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good graphic, though. It's a good graphic. Great. You know, I feel like my, my hit percentage is pretty high, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. And I do take a lot of pride in that. I would like to let everybody know yeah. there's people that talk about it on the internet. I appreciate it. A lot of people disrespect the way I do things as well. Those motherfuckers are stooges. Never heard them have a good recorded conversation with anybody. But I take a lot of – that was a miss. That, you know, sometimes sometimes that pitcher is just painting corners. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it felt like yeah. that was one of them. You know, I just uh, couldn't get the bat head I out there. <laughs> I couldn't – you know what I mean? You, you can't be a dentist pulling teeth the whole time. Too. Well, yeah. Yeah, but you can, though. I mean, you yeah. think you, potentially, you know, sometimes when you're seeing it, you're getting good word mm-hmm. on everything. You know, there's something, yeah. a chance. We gave big pop to it. Early, there was no reaction. Oh, no. Yeah. Early, I knew, like, oh, this pitcher's fucking feeling it. Today. Yeah. <laughs> These guys throwing mud. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you step in there and you try mm-hmm. to really turn mm-hmm. on it. But you're I think fighting. Even from his first pitch. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There was... Yeah. That thing was moving. Yeah, that thing dropped from the sky. Curveball, strike one. And there was a couple times where I was like, I even stepped out of the batter's box. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yep. like a, Look down the first baseline, see what coaches think. What are we doing? <laughs> Do I butt? You know? Excuse me. What's the deal? Please. Barry Zito's on the hill, you know? <laughs> and then he fucking came with another one. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Jesus. whoa. Wakefield comes in for the third pitch. You got a knuckler. You got, he, he got no chance. We kind of had an expectation, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going into the show. Absolutely. Well, we'll get them back. 
Hey, up from here. Hey, next time I face that bat or that pitcher, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna come better prepared. Yeah, you're oh, sitting yeah. dead red. I'm gonna have a little bit more, a little bit more tape on the wrist. Yeah. Oh yeah, a little more pine tar on the bat. Maybe you have two bats, bro. I'm coming with a list of questions. <laughs> yeah, just straight up separate sheet. We're doing Q and A right now. Yeah, I gotta remember that. I got, I can up my game. You know, there's a couple pitches to get me. That's one. Of, that was like a knuckler. That was also mm-hmm. just dancing, potentially like a ninety-five mile per hour knuckleball. Yo, that was Wakefield and fucking Randy. Yeah, mm-hmm. came yeah. together. Combined. Yeah, it was. It was a bird killing knuckleball. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thing was moving. Uh, yo, the YouTube comment section seems to be enjoying it. Shout out! I'm sure they are. Shout out! <laughs> I'm getting bullied on the internet by a guy named Cock Johnson. Cock! Oh, come on! Hour three will begin right now. Cock Johnson says, I hope you do some homework because you clearly have no fucking clue when it comes to anything other than the NFL and stuff in your face. Whoa! Whenever that, that was in response to us announcing Francis Ngannou is coming on the show uh-huh. tomorrow. Cannot wait to chat with him. Yeah. I've done my homework, pal. Mm-hmm. I've seen him play bongos on people's oh, faces. Uh-huh. Gamecock Johnson. <laughs> Multiple times. All right. What's wrong with Mr. Johnson? Oh, Take it easy, Johnson. And to be honest, by the way, stuff in my face, I only have a couple go-tos, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I actually don't have that good of a palate, which is something that you would be wrong about there. So <laughs> within your tweet being very rude to me, Cock Johnson. Disrespectful. That's unbelievable. Anyways, welcome back to the show. We'll focus on the positives here. Uh, positive is we have a college football national champion and a Super Bowl champion join us, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. AJ, obviously you appreciate what Cock Johnson tweeted me there, but can you appreciate what's going on at the Ohio State Pro Day, pal? Yeah, I, I, I wish I was there watching. I, I think General Bob is actually there. I saw him oh, post yeah. a video of Justin Fields' 444. Oh, so. And I've also seen him on TV, uh, General Bob Carpenter. And I would assume that they only allow people in the building for pro days, especially big days like this for Ohio State kids, is whenever – if you say I owe back to people, then you have mm-hmm. a lot of pride. Lot so of there, yeah. General Bob got invited. A numerous other of your teammates got invited back there. You were left on the do not disturb list because you did not I.O., which in turn led to an early exit by the Ohio State basketball team. Well, no, I actually have a responsibility at 2 p.m. Eastern to come on the show, so I couldn't really do both. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, actually. Is is that really what happened? No, I just didn't didn't think. (laughs) So I got a text today from a couple guys that are there that came in that are scouts and work for other teams. Like, hey, are you here at Pro Day? And I said, like, I was like, I didn't even look into it. I assumed that they would be super strict with who they let in, but I guess they're not. Well, whoa, whoa, what are you saying? You're not that restrictive. Is General Bob Carpenter's in whoa. there? No. <laughs> of course. Like, former players come back all the time. There should be. There's a lot of former players that I've seen on the sidelines. I assume none of us were allowed back. No, because of COVID. Because teams are only allowed three people, allegedly. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I assumed. Obviously, that's not the case. It's a big indoor facility, too. You could spread out. But, yeah, I mean, it would have been cool to see. I've been back to a to a few of them. But uh, it would be cool to see Justin Fields and all you know, all the, the big wigs there. He's billing them at Max or uh, Justin's? Yeah, they're at Max. They're at Max. Mm-hmm. They're not at Justin's. No. Okay, so Justin looked bigger 
I don't know if you got a chance to watch the pro day. Yeah. Did, has that been any conversation piece? Because I do believe the only thing that's been said about Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State, who was the lock to be the number two overall pick for what seemed to be maybe an entire year. And then as soon as the season ended, after they get a win in the play, it goes the opposite direction. And they say, no, not anymore. It's only been negative about him. Did you? Has there been any positives about coming out of this pro day? It seemed like he threw well. He looked big. He ran fast. This is good news. Is he going back? up you think i mean it definitely seems like good news it seems like a successful pro day he threw a lot of nice deep balls i saw and going across his body he was showing how athletic he can be but don't you think teams are trying to look at was he trying to show him too like hey i can be a pocket passer too like i'm not just an athletic guy to move around well i think that's what mac jones did today mac jones did another yeah. pro day today and it was this one they they announced it like hey today is going to be off balance mac jones <laughs> so it was like for the people that don't know whether or not he can be anything other than just a pocket perfect pocket passer in an offense that had a lot of motions great offensive line people were open he made incredible throws can he also maybe make place the Orlovskis the Simses the quarterback gurus in the media world they did a lot of research on him they love Mac Jones from what Mm -hmm. they saw they said the film depicts a guy who can be an NFL guy now the question was can he move today I guess he did a lot of moving nobody has a clue there's a lot of negative reaction but maybe he was trying to make some impossible throws so maybe we should have a little bit realistic expectation seems like Justin Fields he showcased a lot today I assume he's gonna have another pro day hopefully both of them are good yeah I mean I feel like both of them looked looked pretty good I don't know what to to look for though when you're looking at a pro day should should you be 100% and have no incompletions yeah probably but you never know like different receivers you have underclassmen different guys running routes but I just – with Matt Jones, I don't know if you saw this. Did you watch him catch a touchdown pass in the last play? In the thing? Yeah. They made they, they hyped it up the whole time. They were saying, hey, this is something special is coming at the end. Something special is Who coming. Who did? The commentators it, were doing that or, or Mac and the yeah. boys were? No, no, no. The, the, the commentators were saying something's coming at the end. They were, like, teasing it. And he ran, like, a little option, and then he caught a, a touchdown from, from Najee Harris. Wow. Wow. How was the catch? Smooth? Did he look good? He, he jumped and kind of like cratered it because the ball wasn't high. The, even the, I think Daniel Jeremiah even said, hey, I know Mac really wanted to one-hand that ball if Najee would have put it up there and gave him a chance. Okay, wow. so Najee got a chance to showcase his arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I can yeah. throw touchdowns too if we need to. And Mac got a chance to be, you know, athlete guy outside the pocket. Let me mm-hmm. make a catch here too. Let me jump and cradle this thing, you know what I mean, just in case there's a crowd. You can throw that in double coverage. I'll go get it. Uh, I think the com- uh, commentator set them up for failure there, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Big time. I think commentator set them up for failure. And that's not their fault, you know. That's <laughs> not, not their <laughs> fault. Uh, that's, they just, you know, the whole thing. But um, – Negative. It's kind of who do you want, but if you're looking at it, especially Bro. think about it though, Pat. If you're comparing the two pro days, they're different kinds of players, yes. But Mac Jones is like the old school kind of prototypical big-bodied QB that can move enough, but has been super accurate and he's been a winner in his his I guess small sample size we have and what he did in college. And Justin Fields can kind of do it all right now. Yeah, but I just it's hard for me to take any of the shit serious. You know, yep. like my, my pro day was a big deal for me. I was not invited to the combine. There's no combine this year. And I remember thinking it was a massive ordeal. And it was, I think, ultimately. But the Colts weren't really that interested in my pro day they, until they had me do a private workout for them, basically. They had me do like a uh, – I did like a, a, a brain – 
I don't know if it was an IQ or personality test. I did one of those for them. That was really the only thing. Pro Day, I think, gets hyped up. Now, this year, it's obviously more meaningful because there is no combine and all that stuff. But the workouts, the throws, like Justin Fields, Connor was heavy on this in the last hour. Justin Fields are saying his anticipation, his throwing wide receivers open. None of that is being proven today. I guess he's just proving that when the pressure's on, he can complete passes or whatever. So for me, it's hard. It's really hard to put too much stock in this. But I guess some people are like the Mac Jones thing. If people were talking about Zach Wilson could throw himself into a guaranteed number two overall pick, does that mean he could have thrown himself out of it too? And Mm -hmm. is that what happened? You know what I mean? Like I'm in my eyes, it's hard for me to take these serious, but it seems like the way they're being covered is these truly mean some real, there's some real out. There's billion dollar organizations allegedly that's entire futures are being changed on a 35 minute passing thing. That is a mind blower to me. Well, I guess how much can it change your opinion if you're a scout or you're a GM or a coach? Like if you go in and you're really high on a guy, what could the quarterback do in his pro day workout to where you're absolutely out? You're like, nah, this isn't my dude. Like, could you? Is that possible if you were really high going in? Or if you're really high going in, what could possibly happen here that you're like on the field? I'm not talking about the meetings. I think those are very important. I'm not talking about the 40s and everything like that, depending upon who wants to run it. But is there anything he can do on the field? Is it like his fourth throw? Like when Zach Wilson hit that cross body 55-yard toss or whatever, skipping off balance, where they're like, yep, that's our guy. Mm-hmm. Did, did something like that happen? Because that's... Maybe. I think things like that can... Like seeing Zach Wilson do that and make a couple throws, it can just confirm what you thought coming in. If you were a Zach Wilson guy and you were planning on drafting him, you're like, okay, I, I didn't really have any doubts. I wanted to make sure that he put a stamp on it, and, and I, I saw it with my own eyes, and I watched him up close, and he is that guy. Like one or two throws like that I think can at least make that GM feel much more confident you know, pulling the trigger on the draft. I wonder if there was anybody after, you know, all the Mac Jones build it has been and the rumors that he taught Bill O'Brien the offense, you know, when Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien came yeah. back and then at the Senior Bowl, he knew the offense better than everybody else or whatever. And then he, he his first pro day, he was slinging it, throwing it around, you know. There's Tom Brady in him. The, there, there's all that. I wonder if anybody that was – you know, just fell in love with Mac Jones over the last month and a half, like learning about how great he could be as an NFL guy. I'd assume scouts know that, but maybe people that are just learning about him. I wonder if this second pro day, they're like, oh, no, now what? Does he stink again now? Because he threw bad in shorts here. You know what I mean? He did catch a touchdown, but does he stink? I wonder if there's anybody that's like that. Well, and if anybody was low on him, like if he caught that, like if Shanahan was like, yeah, maybe, and then he caught a touchdown, he's like, Give it there he is. There he is. <laughs> He can catch a touchdown. Come on, bring him in. Or is this all just for media? Yeah, I mean, also when you say <laughs> how much, like, how much this, how much impact I guess their pro day has. This, this is television that they are producing at what 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which is not a, a, a not prime time by any means. But they're getting a ton of eyeballs because it is. It's dramatic. You show Belichick. You show Nick Saban in Alabama talking to Belichick. Like, yeah, there's there's big time decision makers there. By the way, and I'm somebody who's never had an actual job, so that's a lie. Rudy <laughs> Subs and Pizza Two Eighty Six. How can I help you? There it is. I had that job for two weeks or whatever, but I've never had an actual job. The daytime activity. I fucking love it. When they moved Combine to just prime time, mm-hmm. I thought it was bad. I didn't think Tomlin, by the way, was looking at Justin Fields. Tomlin, who ran my pro day, by the way, at West Virginia, is hands-on here at Ohio State. Absolutely love that man, that coach. Um, but I like the daytime stuff. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy mm-hmm. No, I don't have a regular job. 
I understand that. I have no clue what I'm talking about when it comes to the year schedule and everything. But whenever something's all day, I enjoy it. I'll watch any one of these pro days just because it's something to fucking watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watch college basketball because mm-hmm. it's yeah. all during the day. Think about that. You know what I mean? Could just go to LA Fitness. <laughs> but. Hey, who's going to be the first quarterback at some point? Don't you think there's going to be a QB that sets their pro day like 8 p.m.? Thursday night prime time and sets the stage and, and everyone just jumps all on board and like yeah this this is how we should have been doing it all the whole time if I'm South Dakota or North Dakota we're Trey, North, North Dakota. Dakota if I'm North Dakota State I would have done that for Trey Lance Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would have set it up as a prep because I think that's the team that sets it up right isn't the team or is it the players who does it I don't know the back right. the team you well I'm sure now though all the quarterbacks have these quarterback gurus they go to I'm sure to, they have to yeah it might be tough to schedule that stuff with your quarterback, the, the team obviously is the main thing. Like you have to use the facility and whatever. But yeah, you don't want it to be on other the same time as other quarterbacks. Like today, we had that. Hey, they're doing two pro days now. Mm-hmm. You know that? How does that work? I How does know. that work? I was very confused by this too because it's combine pro day individual workouts. Like that's just how it goes. You have a pro day, and then like, well, he's going to have another pro day. Are they just changing the word workout to pro day because it's a quarterback involved? I would assume that that's what's happening. There's teams maybe that are requesting a workout, but since. Uh, you can't have individual days because the COVID protocols, they kind of are doing workouts in groups, and that's why they're just calling it another pro day. I don't know. And that's very good for all the other players, by the way, mm-hmm. that get a chance to work out for these teams again and again because the quarterbacks get to do it. But normally it's combine, pro day, and then workouts happen, I would assume, because there's only a certain amount of people allowed that they're just calling numerous pro days or whatever. It has to be a COVID year thing, I would imagine. But Rondell Moore, he, he was talking about it. He he doesn't have any workout set up, does he? Could he go jump in one if he wanted to? That's like, what I was. Say gonna, he wanted to play at Ohio State. Could that's we, what I was saying. That? I wonder if that's going to happen. I wonder if we're going to have a pro day that just becomes an. That was my big. I was going. I was thinking to myself like these seven on seven camps where I guess guys are just showing up, getting put on teams, and then making highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be awesome if all like. If Devontae would go up to an Ohio State pro day Ooh, with yeah. Justin Fields and like if they would like almost it happens. It ha- I know at Ohio State at least there's been times where guys that played in other smaller schools in Ohio maybe they didn't have a pro day they let them jump in and they would run with us and do everything. Yeah, they did that at West Virginia as well. We had uh, some guys that I'd never met before out there running. I don't know if it worked out for them, but I thought that was pretty dope. But the thought of like an All Star pro day happening yeah. in 2021. I think the reason why I'm so excited because that could happen. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, hey, and Pat, they would talk it, it as yeah, if like it's a, normal too. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, and they're, they're doing one on ones. Think oh. about it, they're doing one on ones with the corners, like the top corner against the top receiver. It would there'd be fights everywhere, probably fights oh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and guy yeah. would get oh man, the amount of highlights that would come out of that whole thing. Well, and they're probably doing two pro days too because half of the leagues at Ohio State, half's at Bama, and then they're just switching it. Like, yeah, how often they, does Bama and Ohio State have the same pro day on the same day? Well, they who knows. Like, they might normally do it, and it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. normally it might just be like, we'll cut screen on both of yeah. them. But since there was no combine, since there was no time for any actual head coach or GM to meet with them, I think that is that definitely plays into the multiple pro day thing. Well, and it's only – you said it's three-team personnel, right? So, like, if a head coach and a GM are going, only one scout from that team can go too? I don't know if that was just at the one that I – read about or if that's league-wide uh university-wide i'm not sure if that's a rule for you know states mm-hmm. or like for instance indiana hey indiana april 6th yeah open yeah let's go indianapolis, like how open? what do you mean not what yeah mm-hmm. indianapolis still 
mask mandate and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the now, I'm not saying the mask mandate is not going to be elsewhere, but I do believe the city of Indianapolis has its own rules where the rest of the state is going to have different rules for this reopening thing. I would assume the pro days are the same time. Like, hey, at this particular town, you're allowed to do this. This, you're allowed to do this. Just like San Francisco 49ers getting kicked out of their stadium this year. Yeah, I mean, but can teams come in and work players out? Could they come in and come back with Justin Fields and have a workout with them next week, like if the Niners wanted it? Like a private workout? Yeah, like they always they, – they've done that in the past. I don't know with COVID if you're allowed. Yeah, and I, I think that's why they're doing multiple pro days is because they probably have them in groups, but I'm just – that's pure speculation at this point because the private workouts, everybody probably has to pass, what, COVID – they probably have to do some sort of COVID protocol mm-hmm, yeah. to get into yeah. the private workouts, which I would assume they're all in right now, right? Because they're all in the building. I don't know. Bill Belichick had a gator, Don. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was talking oh, uh, Shanahan, Lynch, and Josh McDaniels, and it appeared as if Joe Brady and Matt Rule had just left the conversation. A lot of quarterback potential chatter in there at these pro days. I think that is what these pro days are becoming a big thing as well. I think that also plays into the second pro day. I think there's a lot of deals that normally get done in Indy here at the Combine also happening at these pro days too. I think it's a big business opportunity for a lot of people. Well, not having the combine is is huge, I guess, for guys that agents that have guys that are about to be drafted, and then also every agent that has all their other guys that they represent that are in the league. Like that's where all the negotiating gets done. That's where they really feel like, hey, with free agency coming up, that's where the agents have a get a very concrete idea of who is going to have interest in your guys. Ian Rappaport will be joining us in about six and a half minutes. Let's hope he has some fucking information. Yeah, yeah. No this guy, dude. You know what I mean? Hey, it wasn't him. I got I got a darn rap reported. It was not yeah. him that joined. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we know. Cap we know. sheet yeah. was actually the name of the cap part. sheet. Yeah, <clears throat> so I, I pulled All a cap. I didn't look. I just saw it. Saw his picture. No, no, you didn't pull me. You t- you pulled a dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Do not put me in that. I read the headline. That's all I did. Yeah, but the headline came from Cap, Mister mm-hmm. Cap. Yeah. yeah, read the bio, hey, bro. Won't, probably won't be the last. Well, hey, I like that you pulled the pulled the trigger on that though, and say, "Hey, yeah. we deserve to give them a little bit of respect." Is <laughs> Urban Meyer just dapped up somebody? Urban Meyer's diner. Whoa. Is Justin Fields potentially going one overall? Wow! Urban wow. Meyer's back in town. You golfing with him? Chase Young is there too. There was a picture of he and Chase speaking. Wow! Is he trying to recruit Chase down to Jacksonville too? Oh no! Urban Meyer is back there trying to bring the band back together. Uh oh! You guys should see this thing with free agents. I can't fucking even meet people. Yeah. Signing other places. Oh. Need you guys to come back down to Duval County. Ohio State Jaguars coming at you. Hey, the Patriots moved to Houston. Then they moved out. Mm-hmm. Who says the Buckeyes can't move down to Duval County? Why not? Who's this guy on the workout right now, AJ? Offensive lineman, I, defensive lineman? I don't, I don't have it up, but one of their guys did 40 reps. What's a good number for that? Well, I think the D lineman uh, is the one who did 40. I mean, 40 is, is very good. Anything O-line, D-line, over a 25 is fine. Yeah, that's all they have to do. The, the reason why that is important, right, is because that is their entire basic life. Mm-hmm. But they just have to showcase that they can get a certain amount. And then after that, it's like exceptional, okay, very good. But we just need to know that there's some sort of strength in there to kind of move forward. The, these tests all have, I'd assume, certain qualifiers. How many could you, did you do? Uh, I, only, I did 24. I was never a big – I could never do a bunch. Is that because the – Torn oh, pack. yeah. No, I tore, the, I tore the peck later after that. Hmm. How come you couldn't do a bunch? You're just not built for it? Too long of arms? I don't know. I don't think I have. No, my arms aren't long. I've just never been a super heavy bencher. It was always killed my shoulder. Yeah, it was just, I, I still do it, but that wasn't great. 
So what do you do now? You just put like 135 on there and just wrap that thing up? No, <laughs> no I put way more than that. I just have that oh, different ball. Oh, Oh, because oh, your pinkies and stuff in your, in oh, your yeah. yeah, you can't. It's mm-hmm. hard to grip on that thing, yeah. so it gets you like a baby in here. You're doing, uh, <laughs> so you're, you're doing just skull crushers off your chest the whole time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. How much weight you put on her? Well, it depends on the day, I guess. I don't know. Today? What are we, what's max day, though? I don't, I don't max. I'm 37 years old. Oh, uh, you're so cool. Yeah. Okay, what, okay. What, is, what is heavy day? Okay, what is I that? don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm that close grip. I don't Just know. say it. You have to know. Who's Come putting on, it on? You got, you got your kids yeah. putting the weights <laughs> on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's our mystery you don't know what the weights are? How many reps do you want me to do? Have you ever reps? been in a gym before? You don't know what the weights are, dude? What's going on? At, uh, four, I had people. Five reps. Had, five reps. Oh, five reps? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. With that close grip, it's tough. I could probably get up to 265. Probably not though. It depends. There's different <laughs> levels. Not not super what? close, but you can go one more out. Yeah, then I could get. The Schlags know the amount of bullshitting around in the bench you do. Yes. We cannot. The, the Schlags know about this. We need to give a call down yes. to the strength and conditioning performance advisor for the mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars, Anthony Schlegel, who is an absolute savage in the weight room. Does he know that a guy he shared a cereal box with <laughs> has no idea what he's benching in this world? What's oh, going on here, AJ? Yeah, Schlegs, Schlegs knows me well. I have worked out with him for many, many years, and he's always begging me to come back and work out with him. But Schlegs is like a, a professional deadlifter. You, you could, there's videos of him wearing boots. cut-off flannels, jean shorts, and boots, deadlifting like 750. Weapon. Hey, that's the guy you want in your building. Yeah. Yes. By the way, you can design a whole new place, too, if you want. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay, so this is the Carhartt and Boots deadlift. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to get a little toughness out of the boys over here, <laughs> down there. Oh, your three cone was a uh, six point eight two, huh? Is that good or bad? Oh, it's a little slow in my eyes. Ooh. Ooh. Scott Zeet says you uh, twenty four and a six point something. Doesn't know how you won fifth. Is what he said. Yeah, I don't know. What what is a good time in the three cone? I know none of these things. <laughs> yeah, not- like that guy did forty. I'm like, oh, that's good. Guys normally do forty. Like, no, it's really good. I'm like, ah. Oh, and how many great draft picks fell out of the first round who are unbelievable pros who had like a seven second three cone that meant nothing? Yeah. DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf yeah. Dropped, almost fell out of the first round. Yeah. He, actually, that three cone's actually very, very good. 6 2 weight was like one of the best ones. So 6 8 2 is. I mean, that's sixth of a second, though. Yeah. yeah. Six tenths of a second. Was that another linebacker or a DB or something? That, that was like a DB. Oh, okay. Uh, AJ knows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lightning hey, quick. That's what I'm talking wow. about. That's what in those tights, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know those tights? You remember, we pulled up photos of him from his bro the hair. Yeah. The hair oh. flowing. Quick clap. Yeah. yeah, that was the fastest in 2018. He was the fastest linebacker? No, no, that was the fastest time in 2018. Uh, okay. Like, hey, that boy, AJ. That boy, AJ. Oh, yeah, you take that victory cigar. We got to get to a break. <laughs> Rap sheet. Ian Rapport's on the other side from the Alabama Pro Day. Let's hope he tells us something of, you know, importance and relevance. That'd be great. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No. Minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30, and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. 
So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, mica, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah! yeah. Thank you, you know, boy. You know, let's go. I was actually, uh, I was hoping you wouldn't cut away from Marshawn before. I was actually talking to one of his protégés. I was going to put him on with him. Uh, but it's a video. Najee Harris. <laughs> Ian. I don't know if it was live or not. Ian, yep. that was from the Super Bowl, Ian. Okay, thanks for following <laughs> oh, the product. Okay, we all said Peyton worked. Manning on that fucking <laughs> yeah, day. Uh, all right, Ian. I mean, it was a big deal. Some of us, hey, I just, I called in. Some of us work. I was trying to make some actual TV happen. Oh, and, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ian, let's talk Whatever. about actual TV, let's okay? Talk. These pro days have become big deal because... Combine didn't happen. There was a shot today, I think from the Mac Jones, which we will talk about in a second, his performance and thoughts. But there was a conversation. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and it looked like Matt Rule and Joe Brady had just left the conversation. Is the Indianapolis spring break that the NFL normally has around the Combine happening at all of these pro days? And what are you learning out there? Yeah, I mean, so this was my first pro day I've ever done. Because usually, you know, I've, usually I've had the Combine. I've seen everyone I need to see. Um, and I, Sorry, by this time, I want to just crawl into a hole and die and go on vacation. But this year, I haven't, I haven't left, haven't left my house in like a year, basically, except for going to the Super Bowl. So I kind of wanted to come out here and see some people. Uh, and it did have a combined feel. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm waiting to talk to Kyle and John Lynch, and I'm like, God, if Belichick could just stop talking, then I could get in there and have the conversation that I want to have. Uh, and that's basically what I spent most of my day doing. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and for people watching, it was, you know, it was good. It was who's wearing a mask and who isn't, and who's oh. been in the sun and who hasn't, and oh. uh, who's been traveling the country and what kind of gossip can you get? It was, uh, it was everything I had hoped. I would say everything I had hoped. Good for you, Ian. Yeah, hey, Ian. What kind of me. what kind of questions are you asking coaches like Belichick or Kyle Shanahan? All these guys, like, what kind of conversations can you have at these pro days? Well, it, it's mostly one nice thing about this kind of this time of year is there's not a lot of like actual news, right? I mean, you know, when the trade happened on Friday, that was obviously some news, but otherwise it's kind of mostly like 
gossip, right? So, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think of this guy? And, and you know, anyone who watched Mac Jones today, there's literally a trailer that's going by. So I'm going to Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, good TV, TV you're making it. Yeah. Hey, good TV. Wow. I mean, come on. It's a beautiful right facility, now. by the way. Yeah. Anyway, um, so all the teams that really aren't going to have a chance to draft Mac Jones, I kind of asked them, like, what they think. I talk, spent a while talking to his – some Alabama teammates, some support staff, like, just get an – and then get an idea for what people thought about the trade, like, talk to some Dolphins people about moving back and just kind of, you know, good time to touch base with a lot of people and do some gossiping, which, as you guys know, is one of my favorite things in the world. Hey, that's what we live off of right now is you guys gossiping and being, you know, within the conversation. And I do believe the NFL just passed the 17-game season. Congrats to the NFL, the fans, uh, and the, the – players. The players, yeah, 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 yeah. They get the money. Yeah, 117th right? bonus. There's a lot more money coming in than just 117th. It should be viewed differently. But I respect the fact that we got a 17th game as somebody who covers the sport and loves watching as a fan. But I do believe you're going to hear some gripes from the players. But for all of us, you got showcase weekend, wild card mm-hmm. weekend. I mean, you got – there's going to be great football coming up. We're thankful we, for it. We also uh, – I'm pretty sure we – I'm pretty sure – uh-oh. I, I – do I have to do some TV? Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Hold on one second. I'm pretty sure that we're getting a Black Friday, a Black Friday post Thanksgiving game, which is a fantastic showcase, which we've never had before. On oh, Amazon, right? What time you need me? Oh, what time? Three minutes. Three. I got three minutes. Okay, well, let's get right to it. Did Mac Jones stock drop today? Did you hear that from how he performed? Did you hear anybody talking about that? I really didn't. Um, it sounded like today went well. Uh, went fine. I mean, I, you know, these things like I don't know how much you could actually learn except to maybe see him move a little bit. I think what, honestly, what most people look for is, like, how does the ball come out of his hand? And then what was, how do his teammates react around him? Like, that kind of stuff you can see in person, where obviously you can't see it on film. Devontae Smith wasn't going to do anything today, and then Mac Jones got to him and kind of convinced him, like, that's meaningful. Like, that's a quarterback who can get his receiver to come out and run routes for him. Like, he's definitely a leader type. Um, did you... Did you know Josh Chapman? Oh, yeah. Love you guys him. teammates? Oh, yeah. I love Josh Chapman. Strength coach now down there, isn't he? Yeah, he's the greatest. So we, we spent a while talking, and he was saying that Mac Jones, when he was the scout team quarterback, it was like the Super Bowl to him, and he was talking trash to the defensive lineman. He's like, that's when I knew this kid was going to be legit because he treated scout team like it was a really meaningful thing. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you can learn on – on a day like this, really. Okay, last question before you have to go t- uh, do TV, which I'm sure will be absolutely riveting. Um, Justin Fields. Oh, look oh, at wow. that. Oh, you look good yep. in that light. Yep. Our right, last question real quick. Same day pro day. Why was that? Are they planning on everybody just that was at Alabama is going to go to Ohio State for Justin Fields' second pro day? How is this? What's going on with the scheduling? I mean, and that's a great question. I have no answers. How about Florida and LSU being on the same day tomorrow? Half the scouts I talked to are going to Florida. The other half are going to LSU. It's never been much of an issue before because everyone has the combine, but hopefully we'll never be in this position again. Uh, but it is logistically annoying. I'll okay. say that. All right, got to do my real job. Hey, good good luck out there, man. We're proud of you. See ya. Bye. 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 
Okay, Josh Chapman, by the way, former teammate of mine, he has one of the greatest clips in the history of the internet. Uh, former employee here, Jeff Gorman, asked him about Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving, and he goes on a rant about what he's going to eat for Thanksgiving, and uh, Gorman is like kind of prodding it out of him, and he starts talking about sweet potato pie, and he just goes <laughs> through an entire, he's classic nose tackle. Mm -hmm. But he was a captain, I think, for Alabama as a junior. They won a national championship, then as a senior. Now he's gone back and worked there. He is legend of a human. And what he He's very dialed in with the locker room. Very well-liked guy. I think him talking up uh, Mac Jones means a lot to a lot of people, I think, if I had to guess. Uh, he looked like he... he there were some incompletions today, though, AJ. Mm -hmm. some incomplete. Now, talking Devontae into working out, by the way, huge. I mean, yeah, it is huge. And Devontae, I thought, looked good. They threw him some high balls where he could go showcase how high he jumps. They actually redid one right before the, the infamous touchdown catch by Mac Jones. He threw a, a ball in the corner of the end zone. Devontae jumped about 80 feet in the air, but couldn't come down with it. So they redid it, and he caught the next one, got his both feet in. Like, the dude looks smooth. He looks really good. And he wasn't even prepared to do that. That wasn't set up at all. Uh-uh. No. Seems like that was set up. Yeah. Maybe just a little. Hey, Devontae, you're going to be the first guy off. Everybody knows that. We're kind of battling right now. Is there any way we could get you to say you're not going to do anything? And then guess what? Mac. Yeah, he's going to come in and grab you. He's going to say, hey, come on. Hey, we run. Hey, let's play football again. Mac's a leader. Hey, let's play football together again. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever planned that. Genius. Max Genius. You got to assume. I hope. I hope Saban did it. I hope Saban's like, oh. hey, here we go. Hey, listen, and told him the whole plan. This is what we're going to do, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. God, could you imagine? That's next level. Yeah. Devontae, listen, this, you're going to sound like you weren't even prepared for this. You didn't even do anything. We're going to throw you a ball. You're going to jump. I mean, we're going to do this whole thing. Showcase you as well. And guess worry. what Mac looks like? I mean, this is this is a win-win for everybody. We're, I guess what we're doing chess around here. Uh -huh. We're doing chess around here. We'll send the strength coach out tell him how Mac Jones used to talk shit to, you know, the starting oh. Alabama defense <laughs> while he was on scout team. Lighten him up. Because what was the first thing Rapport said? Wait, and Devontae wasn't going to work out. Mac talked him into it. He's yeah. like, we'll have our PR people even tell the yeah. fucking uh, – uh -huh. Oh, wow. Genius. Good for that. That's why Alabama's out That's Bama football, I baby. I, I sure hope that's how it went down. But Mac did seem like he was having a good time. Like, he's smiling. He seems goofy and fun. Like, he does seem like he has good rapport with everybody. And there was even early on in this pro day, I'm watching, he has, like, this play action. He's rolling deep. And he kind of, like, he almost could have rolled his ankle on Najee Harris taking a knee. And he kind of, like, threw the ball and, got out of the way and then just kind of smiled and patted Najee on the back. I was like, geez, man, like that could have been nasty right there. Catastrophic. How'd Najee do? Did he catch balls? Yeah, he caught some balls, ran some routes, especially in the red zone. Yeah, he looked good to me. I, I love that dude. I'm a big fan of his as well after yeah. coming on the show. I'm a big, big fan. What's that, pal? Opening, opening dates for the NFL season and the Super Bowl date have been announced as well. Coming Break. out of the owners' meeting. Here we go. 17-game oh. schedule has been locked in. Now, So uh, this is your 17-game schedule. Bingo, got it. No, it's ESPN. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. so uh, Maziano just broke the news. September 9th, opening day, and the Super Bowl will be February 13th, 2022. So it's back, it's back a week or two or whatever, yeah. so they can add in another week there. Jeez. Right before Valentine's Day. Hey, what are you doing? Trying to ruin love? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's their goal. <laughs> They don't care. <laughs> no. Bro, God used to be on Sunday. Yeah. And the NFL was like, which day? This is my day now. At some point. You we know, want they, Sunday. They could have picked Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could have told college football to go elsewhere. Yep. But they were like, which day is everybody done with the day of rest? That's going to be our day. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go ahead and do that.
Uh, sure, there, I guess there is the official schedule formula was released under the scheduling formula below every team plays 17 regular season games with one bye week clubs will host 10 games overall either nine regular season games in one preseason game or eight regular season games in two preseason games got, got to talk about the business there home and away against its three division opponents at six games the four teams from another division within its conference on a rotating three-year cycle that's four games uh then the four teams from a division in another conference a rotating four-year cycle that's four games and then two intra-conference games based on the prior year's standings two games these games match a first place team against a first place team in the same conference divisions and team scheduling that second place third place fourth place in conference blah 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 and then one interconference game based on the prior year standings on a rotating four-year cycle that's one game okay so that's what we expected by the way pumped up about that them getting that whole thing done i think my favorite part of this whole rescheduling was the confidential email that was sent from the nfl to all of the teams basically talking about why the 17 game season is going to get passed or whatever aj i only read the first sentence of this and we're going to have to zoom in on this uh for me to really get it but the first sentence of this the nfl sent this around to the rest of the nfl there is no higher priority than improving the health and safety of the players (laughs) first sentence okay (laughs) this is our if you're going to be asked about the 17 game season we want to let you know first sentence in this motherfucking email this memorandum is there is no higher priority than the health and safety of our players um while this work is never done okay (laughs) the changes implemented during the past decade have had a tremendous impact as a result the league is now positioned to expand the regular season for the first time since 1978 the effectiveness of our health and safety initiatives and our demonstrated commitment to continued improvement were central to the nflpa's agreement to a 17th regular season game okay so good that's the first paragraph that was sent out to the teams (laughs) if anybody's asking this is what happened the nflpa it was in the new CBA, right, that they could do this at any time. It wasn't like the NFLPA was like, you know what, NFL, since you guys are doing such a good job of protecting us, we will. <laughs> we'll just fucking go ahead and open that thing up. I love that the NFL is always working, though. And no sentence left behind, by the way. Every well, single sentence is going to be like, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Well, guess what? Because lawyers help write oh. that letter. So you know that helps protect them in the back end, too. Go back to the, the full screen of that thing. Yep. This memorandum was a page and a half. Three people wrote it. Yep. Okay, this is like a song that has 14 yeah. lyric writers or uh-huh. whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there's, so what, all right, listen, you need to, we need you, Christopher, right there in the front, okay? In the middle, Hans, is that the name? Hans Schroeder? Uh-huh. Hans needs you to kind of, you know, you'd be the, the meat of the sandwich. That's right. And then, uh, Brian, you come in there at the end and just really wrap this thing Bring up. Bring it home. But remember, health and safety, yeah. health and safety, Never. all the way throughout. That's that's awesome. There, I would say there is a few lawyers that wrote that memorandum. It's smart. Did they claim that that was confidential and they didn't want that leaking out? Yeah, on the second page, it actually says right in the top right corner, confidential. Uh, I mean, they know. <laughs> then here's the wow. en- the end of that. The second resolution, 2021 M1 Attached, is sponsored by the media committee and would approve the new media contracts and the scheduling procedures contemplated by those agreements, which were reviewed with you guys last week. Please note, we have also attached additional briefing materials in addition to the resolutions. So this was sent out to everybody that has to vote on these things. Uh, so they're like, remember, health and safety, we did great. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we just, $110 billion yeah, deal. Don't forget. So just remember the whole, we got them all covered here in this one page and a half little layout here. Go ahead and vote yes for this if you 
you could. The media committee says we're okay if we want to add another game or so. I, I love it. I just love how obvious they are. Like they know, hey, players are going to say, like, what are you talking about? Player safety, you want to add a game? So we're like, let's just get it out there. Right. First line. We're going to answer it. We know this is going to be your first question. Guess what? We're not answering it because we just did right there. And by, by the way, last paragraph is about the media. We don't even care <laughs> yeah. about the money. We don't care. It's Doesn't the last matter. paragraph. The first thing we talked about is player safety. That's why we're going to add another game. Protecting you guys. You're it's welcome. Important. Okay. You're welcome, dude. Best part right. is confidential, and they know. Hey, everyone on the planet is going to see this sheet of paper, so let's make sure we get this right. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says the league expects to have full stadiums during the 2020. We beat yeah! COVID! We beat COVID! Yeah! 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 <laughs> might be a bit atchy with Roger Goodell saying that we're having full stadiums in 2021. I would assume the NFL has their ears to the ground in the COVID world with the protocols and everything like that. Full stadiums, 2021. That's September 9th this thing starts. We beat COVID! We did! Yeah! 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 Fuck you, COVID! Fuck you! <laughs> hey, this is a long fight. They took us into the deep end, didn't they? Oh, yeah. COVID took us into the deep end. Well, it was supposed to be two weeks. Became one yeah. month, two months, 13, 14 months. Olympics moved. March Madness came. So games changed. Now, Roger Goodell says, just in a couple months from now, we're going to be able to have 65, 70, 75, 100,000 people packed into one place. We fucking did it. Woo! Yeah! AJ, your thoughts? Do you think you're going to have to show proof of vaccine to attend? Who cares? We beat COVID! Yeah! I would assume, yeah. I would assume you have to go in really? there with your uh, Fauci Ouchie certification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be the case if you listen to what Mac Brown, uh, a follow-up tweet from Albert Breer says, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, without being asked, we expect to have full stadiums in the upcoming so, season. No questions came so out there. He, so he let off. <laughs> yeah, listen, go. Coming out of the owners' meetings, we got 17-game season. Okay, we potentially got Sky Judge. How do we lead off this press conference? Uh, you, Rog, you come out swinging. Tell him. Full fucking season, just couple or full stadiums a couple months ago. Uh, how's everybody doing? Great to have you here. Uh, full stadiums in just a few months. Fuck everybody. What? <laughs> Does the wolf on Wall Street just yeah, say, I'm not fucking this is awesome. Let's go. Roger Goodell, good for him, man. What does he know that we don't? Who cares? We know that there's stadiums now. If Roger Goodell says it, in the United States of Goodell, if he's saying it, that means the NFL's saying it. He wouldn't put that out there if he didn't think that was going to be the actual thing. This is this is very – listen, we are ridiculous. We are overdramatic. Mm -hmm. But this is massive news for the entire fucking country right now. Yeah. Jay? I agree. It's, it's absolutely massive. Now, when he says we expect, I mean, hopefully that – Hopefully nothing derails that between now what we have five months until opening day probably. That's right, AJ. Five months for everyone to get their vaccinations, get a filled out card, get your stickers, post them on your Instagram and socials media, okay. and show up at the stadiums. But if everyone is fully vaccinated. Okay, so there's, there's Fauci's take on it, which I assume he was going to answer. And I think that other doctor, too, that was in the middle, uh, Burks, I believe she'll probably yeah, have an answer to this. Right. And Joe, uh, President Biden will probably have an answer to this. Yeah, yeah. I assume there's going to be a lot of potential fallout. But Roger Goodell's not setting expectations at full stadiums. They're the 
They're master promoters, master business people. They, every word means something. Roger Goodell can talk to you for three hours and not say a single thing if he wants to. I mean, he is a great politician. That's why he makes $40 million a year to be the shield for those billionaires. He's not setting expectations at full stadiums if they're not damn near sure that that's going to happen. So now all eyes are on uh, Texas on Thursday, right? Because yeah, the, the Rangers play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that really is like the deciding factor on whether or not this is going to work. <laughs> all right, Texas. All right, Come on, all right, Texas. Texas. Come on now. All right, Texas. Bring it home. All right. Man, we beat COVID. This is pretty we good. We did it. This is awesome. We made it. We wow. did it. This is unbelievable. What a day. I heard last night on news potential like 14th wave or something. Then today, Roger Goodell's like, fuck the wave. The only thing we're waving at is each other in the stadium, pal. Yeah. Okay, we're getting yeah. back in there. I'm, I'm a, this is, whew, that was a real juice. Yeah. yeah. Good juice. It's good news. I don't think Fauci's going to be as excited as Roger and you are about this news. He may he may try to you know people get people to slow down a little bit. It seems like that's where he's been. Yeah, but it might promote the vaccine more because True. you know, like Mac Brown yesterday came on. He was like, "I think we're allowed to practice if everybody gets the vaccine. If not, we're not allowed to practice." So that immediately was like, "Oh, so everybody's going to get." Mm-hmm. That's what that means. I see. Uh, I see vaccine passports is, is trending on Twitter a lot. Those seem to be a big hit. Yeah, I, I do believe. Now, I haven't dove all the way in there, but I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, uh, very cool with that. And I think there's a lot of people that are uh, oh, very, very against it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Connor? No, 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 no. Not me. This is a celebration. Okay, we don't need to get back to that. Mazel tov. Did Connor, did something really happen to you, Connor? Did someone, did someone show up? Because you have been very quiet on a lot of things. What the hell are you talking about, dude? I will say <laughs> that I've heard that the... The one thing you were very loud about has gotten exponentially better since it was potentially attacked, right? Um, are we talking denominator or are no. we talking? The other thing that you got attacked by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has gotten exponentially better. I still ants? will not speak on that. <laughs> what was it? What's the other thing? What is it, Connor? What were you talking about before? There was something I was talking about before that technically wasn't legal that I was doing. That as soon as I brought to light, I was doing that. That group came at me so hard yeah. that they told they actually sent me a screenshot, and they were like, "Hey, we'll we'll let everybody know." And I said, "Okay, hey, oh. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm not talking about it ever again." Sometimes you gotta do that, by the way. Uh-huh. They had to matters. let me know. What was it, by the way? The thing I was doing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I cannot disclose that information. <laughs> okay. With you guys on here, I'll let you know after. Okay. Cool. We beat COVID, dude. We did, we did it. Yeah. I, Rocky from Oregon's on hold. And Rocky, I won't let you know. I appreciate you, but there's nothing you can do that's going to follow us beating COVID. No. And on a high note. Man, by the way, today, you know, Elite Eight's happening. Congrats. All right, right, boys. Congrats to the uh, women's NCAA tournament as well. Mm-hmm. It's continuing to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. But this is going to be the big takeaway from today. We beat COVID, dude. Fucking A, man. You know, sometimes. Uh-oh. There it is. Break it out. After a long battle with COVID, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes it's nice to be the fucking champ. Mm-hmm. This thing won 13 rounds. That's right. Damn near 15 if you really want to get it. This was a heavyweight bot against COVID. Mm-hmm. And we fucking stood in the pocket. We ate that thing. And here we are months away from packed out stadiums in the greatest league on earth. Fucking, we're all the champions of fucking COVID. Yeah! yeah! Good for us, dude. Fucking made it. Great day. Yeah, you made it. That's going to be the headlines everywhere tomorrow. We beat COVID, right? Mm. 
Sounds like it. Feels like it. That's the show, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking beat it, bro. He did it. Are you kidding Conquered. me? Shit. It's over. Tuesday, Life is back, right? Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, we found out we beat COVID. The day COVID died. You know, there was... Now we know. <laughs> the day <laughs> the COVID died. And we were singing bye-bye COVID. Fuck you. you. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, rest in peace to COVID, by the way. Yeah. You know, a lot of people had a lot of judging on how we were handling it throughout there. You know what they I mean? Did. And anytime you're in a vicious cockfight like that with COVID, something like that, you're going to get judged, you know? We all kind of hunkered down, one inside. Then we, then we went outside, then we went inside, then we wore one mask, then we wore two masks, and we we're getting judged on how we handled this. But here we are on the other side of the victory, and let's just, let's just let it be known. Winning cures all, baby. Truly. We fucking all bought in. We beat it. Uh-huh. Fucking rest in peace, 19, pal. And when 20 comes, I want to let you know we're fucking coming. Sternum overhand right. It is going to be a first-round knockout of your little friend, COVID-20, if he's on the back door here. Hell yeah! We're ready. Bro, I'm pumped, dude. <laughs> Feels like we just won WW2. Well, this was. three. Truly. It's like 1945 in here. Bro, now a lot of lives were lost legit, okay? Uh-huh. I hate that, but it does feel like we're potentially. On the other side. <sighs> I'm fucking pumped up, AJ. Let's go. It's open. It's time. Like like Ty said, this is the day that COVID died, right? I'm sure everybody is, is 100% on board with that. Uh, Fuck you and your whole family, we wish you would die. And when 20 comes, we'll put a foot in their mouth. Saying this will be the day that COVID dies. This is the day COVID dies. God, it's a good day. Man, there's no chance I'm going to any of these games. Okay. I'm not stepping foot nope. in any of these stadiums. Nah. But I am fucking pumped that other people can. Yeah. That means a lot more than just the stadiums, by the way. That means restaurants. That means busyness. That means things are happening. That means we are we're back. Yes. Hey, so musicians should start scheduling tours then, starting in the, in the fall, I would imagine. Fucking open it up, dude. Mm-hmm. Venues are coming back. In the fall, hell. That Ranger Stadium does well next month. Let's get these musicians yeah, back I out agree. there. Now, what about the 10-year results, though, after the game? Well, <laughs> well that's on them. You know, that's, that's their decision that they're going to have to live with. If they want to, you know, put that on the table as a gambling chip, go ahead. We were worried about the uh, 10-year results. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Still in. Well. We beat COVID. Hell yeah. We did it. That's the show. I'm going to go celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Rightfully so. I'm going to go celebrate. We should. We should all celebrate this. Celebrate. Yeah. It was tough. Hey, there were some times in there where we didn't think this was ever going to end. We ate burgers for four straight months because we yeah. couldn't order any food. Toilet paper. Couldn't wipe your ass with anything. Yeah. Nope. Here I, we are. Had to bring in a handkerchief. Wash it every day. 
You did that? Yeah, I had to. Okay. Just wash my hands with glass cleaner. Too much. Jesus. <laughs> Hand sanitizer was like glass cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Smelling like tequila at uh, different places. Uh -huh. <sighs> People making their own. Man, we did it, dude. Did Man, it. I mean, we would have never, ever. I mean, did we ever think we were going to I mean, we <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. We deserve this. Yeah, we do. Hell yeah. We beat COVID. Man, what a good day. Who would have thought Roger Goodell, by the way, was going to be the one that's going to come out and say, by the way, fucking undefeated against COVID. Yeah. General Goodell. You should have known. The United States of Goodell. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. That's the show, dude. Thank you all so much, man. It's been an honor, really. Congratulations. <laughs> It's been an honor to let the world know, right? That you yeah. beat COVID. Yeah. It's been an honor to go through it with everyone on the YouTube yeah. out there. Day right? in, you know? day out. Yeah. Hours spent together. Think about it. Dance, clown, dance. Mm -hmm. We got we can't do anything else. Movie theaters shut down. Yeah. Restaurants closed. Mm. Cities not allowed to have like red lights operating. Yeah. Not allowed to make eye contact with people at certain times because they thought COVID was potentially gonna laser beam from one eyeball to another at one point. Here we are on the other side. Oh, yeah. McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. Birth. Birth. Yeah. We, we are a COVID baby. Yeah. <laughs> this third hour. COVID baby. Shush. I just got a text from Jay Glazer. You think he's confirming it? Well, he actually oh. knew. He knew two weeks ago. <laughs> See what he says. Please read it. But he was just waiting on it to be announced Jeez. today. Probably, by the way. Yeah. I don't know how. How do we not get a real, real time like reaction from Jay? No, because he pulls his hair out. I mean, there's yeah. a lot that happens. I need to get a haircut to we make this. We beat COVID. Let's get out of here. We beat COVID. All, it's also the fourth quarter of this game. It's about to get really good. 16 yeah. 10 Ohio State over Northwestern. Ooh. Let's give away. Um, Hashtag, no, we should not. <laughs> we should not. <laughs> do it. Do it. No, no. The hate will be bad. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Hashtag, uh, we're in this, we are in this together. Mm -hmm. um, we'll give away. How many hey, months? Just, 13 hey, months? Is that what it was? Pat, put it on somebody else. 14, put it on yeah. somebody else. Hashtag, Goodell says we, we beat COVID. Man, I don't know. I don't know if we can go there yet. That's my commissioner, dude. Let's not. He just brought us so much hope. Let's yeah. not. Could do hashtag PMS full stadiums. Oh, yeah. Oh, hashtag PMS full stadiums. And how many months was it? 13 months? Uh, yeah, because it wasn't the anniversary like two weeks ago. Easy. Okay. It's a little bit more. Hey, Adrian. Four, four Foxy's got it, how has it been? It's been 13 months? Yeah. Okay, so we'll give away $13,000. Wow. Hashtag PMS full stadiums. You tweet that right now, you're automatically entered into it. I don't know how the money will be given away. We'll figure that out as we go. But this is a celebration that should be treated as such. The end is in sight for a time that was very miserable for a lot of people. One that was massively, you know, effective to not only the way we live, to the way we're going to live, to a lot of businesses, people's hard work. Full stadiums in September is the sign of a lot of things. And I think the big takeaway we got, we fucking beat COVID. We basically. did it! Hashtag PMS full stadiums will give away $13,000. You tweet that right now. You automatically be entered. Whoa.
So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that we all know that dinner time can be chaotic, ain't that right? Oh, yeah. But with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. I love that. Yeah, we're all trying to get in shape and eat right, and Freshly can help. Their delicious meals are designed by nutritionists and cooked by chefs, making it easier to eat better. Ooh, perfect. Are you stressed, tired, or just don't feel like cooking food that's fast? Doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking and cleaning freshly offers chef-made nutrient-packed delicious meals delivered fresh to your door no cooking required grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain in the ass especially right now and with freshly you don't have to your meals arrive cooked and fresh every single week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store oh i love that i've had the chicken parm Unbelievable. They got a chicken parm in They here? got a chicken parm and a steak peppercorn. I mean, there's a bunch of options. And also, I'm reading here, steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, chicken pesto bowl, chicken parm. And ordering is very easy. You just visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals. Wow. That's a lot of options. F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com. They got chicken parm in there? Oh, yeah. They got chicken parm. Chicken parm might be my favorite me- like go-to meal. I love chicken parm. Love, love it. it. Little noodles on the side, maybe. Uh, oh, the penne pasta, by the way. Yeah. That they have, obviously. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And now, listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Wow. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering listeners of our show $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com forward slash USA. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to F-R-E-S-H-L-Y dot com forward slash USA for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com forward slash USA for $40 off your first two orders. Shout out to Freshly making eating easier, eating healthy, easier, convenient, and also now with $40 off, much more affordable. Can't beat it. Shout out to Freshly. Chicken parm, huh? Yeah, chicken parm. Uh, Joining us now is one of the voices of the NHL. A man that we've had on this show who is a hilarious dude, has had every job in the NHL. Now he does an incredible job commentating every single night on NBC and NBC Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Maguire. Pierre, how you doing, pal? I'm excellent, Pat. How are you doing? Hey, it's in it's in our world, not in the hockey world, but I would assume the same thing. Do you guys have a combine? And is there how how does that whole process go in the NHL? There usually is a combine, Pat, because of COVID. They didn't have a combine last year. They usually invite the top 105 players in the world to a combine in Buffalo, New York, and they go forward from there. And it's a lot. It's not so much on ice stuff. It's off ice stuff. It's conditioning work and max VO2s and strength tests and flexibilities and things like that. But we do have a combine, yes. Does that aside from them passing whatever physical test that you would hope that they would have to pass with the VO2 testing and everything like that? Is that that big of a deal, or does the tape carry more weight? Because let me tell you, in our world right now, in the NFL worlds right now, we're in the middle of draft coverage, and we'll get to the hockey soon with you because you're the best in the business to talk about. But you've been a scout, you've been a coach, you've been in this whole thing in your world. There's been a couple guys that have come out of nowhere since the season ended, right? Like come out of nowhere, like hey, this is going to be the guy. 
guy. Now there's a couple pro days. A guy did bad today. It's like, how much does that really affect him if his film was so good a week ago? You know, like, how do you, as a scout in the NHL, I would assume the NFL operates the same way. How much does one workout really crush you if you do bad? Uh, not that much, to be honest with you. I think conditioning levels matter. It shows a little bit of the character. It shows your determination. It shows where you fit in uh, with an organization. But I think a big part of the process is being consistent throughout the year, Pat, and also what your interviews are like when you meet with the director of player personnel or you meet with the general manager, you meet with the head coach of an organization. Those meetings matter probably a little bit more than what your workout would matter. Yeah, and I think the hockey culture is so much different than every other sport. It feels like, and I might be wrong, but is that a sport where even as a kid you're told like you cannot be confident with how good you are, you cannot tell anybody, like you can be inner confidence, but we don't need you. It feels like there's a massive amount of respect whenever players talk about themselves or about their sport or anything like that. It feels like hockey is a much different culture than everybody else. Well, I can't speak for the other sports, but I can tell you there's a humility to a hockey player that makes me really proud, the way they carry themselves, the way they conduct themselves with the media. Um, most of the players that we have in our sport, whether they come from Russia, Sweden, Finland, Czech Republic, Canada, the United States, a lot of them come from uh, smaller area backgrounds. They usually have to move to big cities. They leave home when they're very young. They establish a level of maturity probably by the time they're 16 and 17 that you probably wouldn't see in the rest of society only because they've had to move. They've had to be educated in different places. They've had to go to teams. And sometimes if they're playing junior hockey, they've been traded by the time they're 16 or 17. And it's a totally different world. So I think you have to grow up a very you know, quick manner when you're in hockey. Well, and I think also you don't really hear like there's great personalities that come out of hockey. Right. There's great oh, yeah. personalities, hockey players, great personalities, post hockey. But you never really hear the players ever bash the sport. You know what I mean? It's always, the sport is almost always lifted. And I think that was highlighted when the Tim Peel situation happened. Like, I, I do believe whenever something like, if something like that was to happen in football in the NFL, oh. all all ex-players, coaches would have been like, yeah, I lost my job because a ref, <laughs> a ref did something like that, or we lost a playoff game. But in hockey, it felt like most of the people that were in hockey came out and they're like, no, this is how the game is. Like, the respect level for the nuances of hockey, I think it's just something that everybody carries that's a part of it. Well, I think everybody understands that it's not an easy sport to officiate, number one. Number two, there's no out-of-bounds in our sport. And number three, the referees are involved in the play. I mean, there's hitting, and guys, sometimes referees are getting severely hurt in some of these games. So uh, I think there's mutual respect. That being said, is it is it easy to see what happened with Tim? No, it's not. I mean, he had a distinguished and long career. He refereed over 1,000 games in the National Hockey League. But I would say, again, that there's a lot of respect, I think, from our players to the officials, from our management people to the officials, and from the officials back to the game. I really, The officials are not making the millions that the players or the coaches are making, and they really respect the game, and they want to do the very best job they can. I feel like everybody, though, is, is like that. The hockey community is a very cool one. It's like a, you know, it's a, I feel like it's a tight-knit group, and it, it's interesting because fighting is allowed in the sport. So yeah. it's it's a very, it's an interesting thing. In the NHL right now, what do we have going on? I know the Pens are about to win it all, huh? That's what's going on right now, Pierre? Well, the Pens are doing outstanding well. When you consider all the injury situations, Pat, that they've had to deal with, it's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. No Evgeny Malkin. 
no Chris Tanev, no Mark Jankowski, no Teddy Bluger. They just got Brian Dumoulin back a bunch of games ago, and their record with Brian Dumoulin in the lineup has been outstanding. So I got to tell you, Pat, the Penguins have been very, very good. The Washington Capitals have been very, very good. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been very, very good. We got a lot. Colorado Avalanche have been off the charts good. So Vegas is good. We got a lot of teams that are real good right now, Pat. Wow. Um, thank you. No, Sticky Mets, don't worry about Pierre. The uh, Ovechkin just became the uh, leading goal scorer of all time. Is that right? No, but he's on his way. He's on his way. Hey, he's the greatest goal scorer of all time? He's on his way. Oh, right. oh, 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 oh. So that is, that seems like that is maybe a conversation piece. Let's dive in. We all know Sidney Crosby, greatest hockey player of all time, facilitator, goal scorer, everything like that. Uh, you you don't have to agree, but let's just get past that because what we're talking about right now. Ovechkin, if he ends his career, all-time leading scorer, in your eyes, like, okay, he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. Is that what has to happen? Yeah, I think so. The hard part's going to be staying healthy enough and keeping the Washington Capitals young enough so that Alexander can get to where Wayne Gretzky's numbers are right now. It's not going to be easy. Obviously, he's an older guy. He was drafted in 2004. He was 18 years old then, so that, that's a lot of miles on the odometer. Jeez. That being said, his shot is lethal. Washington's power play is very good. He's still got Nick Batchelor there. Uh, he's still got you know a very good supporting caster. He's got a coach that really believes – in up-tempo offense and Peter Laviolette. So does he have an opportunity to do it? The answer is absolutely yes, he does, Pat. Well, okay. Do you want to give an opinion on whether or not if he was <laughs> to play back in the day, he would be – what do you, do you think? Well, there's a difference. One of the big differences is we took the red line out in 2005. That allowed for the stretch pass, and that opened up a lot. I can't even imagine the numbers that Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux would have put up without the red line, or Bobby Orr or Paul Coffey. Oh, the numbers would have been skewed tremendously. Yarmir Yager without a red line in his prime, I can't even imagine. When he was putting up huge scoring numbers, it was tackle football on ice. So things have changed pretty significantly without the red line. Okay, this is kind of like the NBA thing, too, because the NBA has opened up rules to make it easier to score and everything, and all the old-school fans are like, hey, if they were to play now – well, let's assume Sidney and Ovechkin would have figured out how to play red line hockey. Oh, right? yeah. Okay, let, let's uh, – let's, uh, They would have. Okay. 100%. All right, good, Pierre. I appreciate that. I thought we were potentially going to get a little – you know what I mean? I thought we were potentially going to get into it a little bit there. Well, Ovechkin would have figured it out too. He would have. I mean, it wasn't easy to score back then. It wasn't easy to get to the net back then either. Hey, he will skate backwards. I saw him the other night. He stayed for like three quarters of the fucking entire ring. He was getting backwards down the side, like getting to his spot or whatever, you know, where he, he was great. It was one of the most impressive things. I still think, and this might be completely, the you have to like they, you have to learn how to be better on ice than when you walk when you play hockey, right? Like that is so, like you have to be an elite skater, right? That is rule number one through anything if you want to make it to the NHL. If you watch the most dominant offensive players in the game today, their edge work and their speed is phenomenal. Crosby's one of those players. Connor McDavid out in Edmonton's one of those players. Mitchell Marner, Austin Matthews in Toronto. Nathan McKinnon uh, out in Colorado. He's a human highlight reel. I mean, you go around. There's a young player in Minnesota, Kirill Kaprizov. His edge work is as good as anybody's in the league. So, Honestly, skating is a huge dynamic in our sport, but also balance and edge control and strength in your feet. The New Jersey Devils under Lou Lamorello, Pat, had the best saying of all time. They had a legendary scout working there. His name was David Conti. He still works. He works for the New York Honors now for Lou Lamorello. They used to call it hockey strong. 
They used to get smaller guys, Zach Parise, Sergey Breland, uh, Andy Green, smaller guys. Yeah, Brian Rafalski, big guys, lower, stout bodies. And man, oh, man, were they good on their feet. So it didn't matter how tall they were. It mattered how strong they were on their feet. And that's a big part of it. So when you're coming up through hockey and you're trying to make it as either a kid or, or college or whatever the case, junior hockey player, and you said that the physical is testing the VO2 level. So that's like putting on that mask and basically figuring out how big their lungs are. Is that yeah. the number one? Th- conditioning is the number one part of hockey? I think uh, core strength and conditioning is a huge part of it in terms of being able to compete physically. But the brain also matters too, Pat. You know, you see the most cerebral quarterbacks. Let's just go to your sport. The most cerebral quarterbacks, they don't have to be the fastest guy. They maybe don't have to have the strongest arm, but they know when they can fit a ball into a tight window or not. They know how to read the defense. So that that cerebral ability matters in football, and it matters in hockey too. Sidney Crosby's brain is insane for the game. It is. It's unbelievably insane for the game. And by the way, great sport to have good vision too because, you know, like highlights are made. Soccer is another one where Zidane Zidane, for instance, Zizou used to have great vision. So he he was bigger. Maybe his cardio wasn't as great as everybody else, but he used to be able to have great vision. Hockey's one where if you have great vision, there's highlights that can be made. It's almost like it's one of those things that is like spotlight like oh look at this nasty pass in this entire thing well one of the most glowing examples of that is wayne gretzky and quite frankly if you ever meet wayne you say what about that play what about that place i couldn't tell you how i did it i just did it because his peripheral vision was so much superior compared to everybody else that he was playing against or with it was just phenomenal uh last question before the boys have some questions for you pierre mcguire and we appreciate your time there is mark andre flory going to score a goal this year or what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I i offered i don't know if you know this i, I said i'm going to donate a hundred thousand dollars to a foundation of his choice if he scores this year and i'm not sure he's even attempted yet and i want to say maybe a bad guy wow maybe he hates foundations you know what i mean no, first of all, you know better than anybody being a Penguins fan. Mark Andre is one of the best people you'll ever meet. Ever. He's, He's an awesome. amazing human being. He's, I'll give you a quick story about him. His goalie coach in Pittsburgh was a guy named Jill Malash. And Jill was a legendary NHL player. And I worked with Jill when I was working in Pittsburgh. And when Mark Andre Fleury got his first start in Vegas, he flew Jill Malash and his wife out from Florida to Vegas just because he thought so much of him and he appreciated the tutelage that Jill passed on to him over the course of his career. He never told anybody. He just did it. He's just that kind of guy. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. I don't think he will score a goal this year. No, I don't. Hey, hey, well, listen, kind of good. I mean, kind of. I mean, not great for the foundation, great for our business. Uh, I did bet... Quick thousand on that though. They put it up twenty five hundred to one odds mm-hmm. or whatever. If he'll score, <laughs> it's hard. It's very difficult, I guess. He because when I asked him about, it, I'm like, hey, let's score. You know, he's like, you have to hit it perfectly straight. It has to go <laughs> yeah. over people's heads. I mean, it, it's not an easy thing or whatever. I'm like, you can make it happen. I love Mark Andre Fleury. Hope he scores so we can donate. What do you have, Ty? Pierre. Do you think the league has returned to like a, a state of normalcy this year? Like, are there still fans in a couple stadiums, or is it still kind of eerie when you go to a game and there's really no one in there? That's a, such a good question. Uh, I've done some games where there have been limited fans in the building, and I've done games where there have been no fans in the building, and it's really different without fans. It's really different with limited fans, but there's still a little bit of jam. There's still a bit of juice when there are some limited fans in there. I do think the league is returning to normalcy. The level of play has been phenomenal. I can't believe some of these teams are playing five. Pittsburgh just finished it five games in seven nights. Tampa Bay, five games in seven nights. 
Uh, Montreal, I think, is about to play 26 games in 43 nights. I can't believe the level of play of these players and the professionalism of our league. So is it returning to normalcy? The answer is, yeah, I do. I think it's becoming much more normal. Hey, that's why you got to test those VO2s. That's right. Got 26 (laughs) games, 43 nights. You boys better learn how to breathe. (laughs) You guys can't be dying out there. Um, The the fans, you said uh, you can tell the difference. In our world, when the Browns had like 27,000 in there and it was a primetime game, it sounded like there was 400,000 people mm-hmm, in yeah. there. I would assume, and you mentioned it, the limited fans, every little bit helps in, instead of those super quiet arenas in the bubble up there. Oh, 100%. And you can feel it in Pittsburgh. You can feel it in New York. And I know they're feeling it down in Tampa. I haven't done a game there yet, but I've heard from people that have been down there. They're feeling it there. Nashville is the same thing. So the in Vegas, I watched the game from Vegas and they have fans in there. So the answer is yes. Is it as good as when there's 18,000? No, but it does matter that they're there. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Pierre, the uh, greatest team in hockey right now, the Boston Bruins, had to miss Come some on. time uh, due to some COVID protocols, probably from playing those stupid flyers. Uh, Amen. How hard is it for teams to get back into it when they have to take a couple nights off uh, and then to get their legs back underneath? It's, it's really difficult. And you know what? One of the biggest things for the Bruins is they, they're battling not just COVID. They're battling major injuries, especially in the back end. Oh, no. Okay. Kevin Miller, no Brandon Carlo. Remember, Char moved on to Washington. Tori oh, uh, Krug moved out to St. Louis. Are they so they've gone? been dealing with some injury situations, too. They just got Jeremy Lozone back. Oh. So Boston's been dealing with a lot of injuries. But I'll tell you what, I really respect the way they do the business, the way they play. Me, too. Um, they got a big game with New Jersey tonight. They want to get back on the winning track, and uh, maybe they'll be able to do it tonight. What's the response been to the new divisions? What's the, within um, the NHL? The I, fans I hate it, right? Beginning, yeah. Fans hate it. <laughs> I think at the beginning, everybody was kind of pumped about it just to get hockey back. But now I would say I think people are kind of getting tired of seeing the same teams over and over and over again. So I think the league's going to look at that. I'd be surprised if we had the same kind of divisional play next year. Pierre, you're the best, dude. What are you doing? Are you about to go skate on the pond a little bit? before? No, gets- I'm about to go to work. I've got to do Carolina and Chicago tonight, and then I'll be in Buffalo tomorrow, and then I'll be back for Carolina and Chicago on Thursday. You're in Chicago right now? No, no, I'm in Connecticut going to do the game at the studio. Oh, so you've been calling it from the studio. How is it? Is it interesting? Do you have all the? Do you have more angles than what we see on TV? No, we don't. But you know what? That being said, it's been better than not being able to call the game, so that's been good. And the producers and directors that we're working with, the young people that are really trying to get in the business, they've done an outstanding job. I've been blown away, not just by the players' professionalism, but by the professionalism of the people behind the scenes, our young people have been really, really good at this. Is there a delay, or how's that work? Is the whole game? Oh, there's been virtually no delay at all, Pat. And a lot of this technology really was found out, I have to be honest with you, this summer. When I was doing the show with you from Edmonton, and I was doing the games from Edmonton, they were all being produced back in Stamford, Connecticut. And it's the same thing from, yeah, so it's amazing. But there really Mm -hmm. is no delay. It's been pretty amazing. Can you run uh, replays and everything from where you're at? We can. But we usually have to take the on-site. So let's just say tonight's game is Carolina and Chicago. Chicago. We'll take the feed from the Chicago feed. So they'll be doing it locally. Carolina will do it locally. And then our feed will go around the country. We'll take the pictures from the Chicago truck. And that's where the when you're the analyst, you got to just be ready for whatever they're going to throw on the screen. And you got to adapt to that. So I did a remote 
Thursday night football whenever we did it on ESPN and they would the game was being shown in let's say Eastern Carolina or whatever but the, all of the feed was going to Connecticut and then back to us on the screen in the stadium so if we were looking at the screen that was six seconds behind we're already we're six seconds past that so we couldn't run a replay we couldn't look at the screen at all it's whatever you see in life and that's why with all these you know basketball is doing it from at home mm-hmm. you guys are doing it from at home I've I'm incredibly impressed with your ability to do it because it is because it's much different than being there and seeing like the bench you see this you get extra shot it's much different i'm very because i haven't really noticed i haven't really noticed well you're really kind thank you and i know how much you watch but i'm going to tell you right now the young people that are working behind the scenes for us probably like young people working behind the scenes for you they're the stars of our show they do a fantastic job they really do we got a 90-year-old man back here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, that, kid, that kid's liver has been through it. Pierre, I actually have a quick question for you. For the first 22 years of my life, I got to watch the Detroit Red Wings in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I just want to know, is Hockey Town ever going to be back? Dead! <laughs> no, they're not. I do think they're going to be back, though. I do. I really believe that. Um, they had a real solid draft last summer. Chris Traper ran right. their draft. He did a real good job. Steve Eiserman being there, I think, oh. is going to get it going. There we go. It's very interesting to see how active they're going to be at the trade deadline because uh, I do think they have some components that they can move away and make their team better. Uh, but I think that Steve Eiserman will do a fantastic job there. And I think hockey in Detroit will be back sooner rather than later. And I can't wait. Uh, at the beginning of uh, May, I've got a game, Tampa at Detroit, in Detroit. I love going to Detroit. It's an unbelievably passionate hockey town. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a dead one, but yeah, I guess they are passionate, uh, yeah, because uh, it's hockey time now in Pittsburgh, uh, yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, I believe Motor City Dana Campbell will also motivate, you know, the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. And true. We need octopi coming down on the ice. We need, <laughs> we need octopi coming out there. Pierre, thank you for your time. Good luck in the game tonight, pal. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Really nice visiting me. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre McGuire. Yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Thank you, Pierre. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. I know that you could have allowed a lot of other things to penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allowed us to do so, we are eternally grateful. Thank you for uh, the time that the guests spent today with us. You know, some shorter, some longer. Sure. Shout out to the boys for their maximum effort on the show. And thank you so much for listening to all of you. Tomorrow, massive show time. Huge show tomorrow. And I'm learning, by the way, a lot of people listen to the show the day after. Yeah. So I want to let you know, tomorrow's show, big show. And the day after? Oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't thank you enough. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend if you enjoyed this. If not, fuck off. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people to a beautiful Tuesday night. We beat COVID. We did it!